This is Pastor Cody Sturgill. I'm so thankful you're listening today. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence. Keeping your heart is a daily work. We need to daily fill our minds with God's Word. Join me as we hear a Bible message from the pulpit of Chilhowee Baptist Church. and they do anything they can to sway people who are trying to figure out what's going on. But the theatrics are dishonest. He rends his clothes. There's Old Testament proof that Caiaphas, by rending his clothes, defamed his place as the high priest according to the Old Testament law. He rendered himself, when he rent his clothes according to the Old Testament law, he rendered himself no longer a viable high priest as if he were to begin with. And it won't be but just a few hours until not only is there no need for a high priest because this fake high priest, Caiaphas, who was a liar, he was getting ready to send the high priest forever and ever to the cross of Calvary. It won't be just a few hours till the temple veil is rent in twain and he is useless anyway. And I want you to know something. Anything in this world that is not rooted and anchored in creator God is something that at best is temporary. Caiaphas was a liar And he used theatrics and big words and exaggeration in order to make his point. But I want you to know something. Though he made his point to a little mob, he lost everything for all of eternity because he would not humble himself before the king, glorious victorious forever Jesus Christ thou shalt not bear false witness they employed theatrics look what else these dishonest leaders did they enlisted the mob look what the Bible says and shows us here in verse number 66 Caiaphas has just rent his clothes and cried blasphemy twice and he looks at this crowd of people people without unwilling to think, people who are rolling in their emotion and emptiness. He says, what think ye? They answered and said, he is guilty of death. It wasn't something rooted in truth. They just got, they became guilty of following the mob. A group of people will cry out, crucify him. Was it rooted in truth? No. The leaders had borne false witness and the mind-numb mob followed in their emotion and emptiness and amened the dishonesty. Oh, may we not be guilty. They used a mob. And then what what happens next is such a picture of dishonest godlessness the product of dishonesty. 
It's inhumane. Look what the Bible says. They cried out that he's guilty of death. Verse 67, then did they spit in his face and buffeted him, and others smote him with the palms of their hands. What did they do to Jesus? Did they stand up with some type of some form of integrity and, and say, you know, we've had an honest trial, and the man is guilty to be punished, take him to his quarters, get him his last meal, We'll do what the law requires. Treat him with some integrity. No. The liars, they smote him and smacked him and assaulted our Savior. Why? Because I want you to know when you leave God out and you are not honest, you also become heartless and brutal. They spit in his face. The worst of criminal does not deserve that. It's not right. It's not Christ-like. It's not Christian. They buffeted him. Others smote him with the palms of their hands. Then they used mockery. Listen to them mock him. Saying, prophesy unto us, thou Christ, who is he that smote thee? They used mockery. Do you know where, all, where it all begins? It all begins with dishonesty. It's a progression. And it begins with dishonesty because dishonesty leaves God out. And when you leave God out, we are wicked people. We must guard the integrity of our words and actions. And we must not bear false witness. You say, whew. I'm glad I'm not like a I'm glad I'm not Caiaphas and I'm glad I'm not on that side. I only see one other person in the next couple minutes that became also guilty of being dishonest. It was somebody that you'd never expect. As a matter of fact, just a, probably two or three hours ago in the story, he swore to Jesus that he would never forsake the Lord. That he would even go into death with him, but he didn't. His name was Peter. What did Peter do? Peter denied Christ. You're right. He denied him three times. What did Peter, how did Peter deny Christ? He bore false witness. Look at the Bible says, Peter sat without in the palace, and a damsel came unto him, saying, Thou also wast with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. Did Peter know what they were talking about? Yes. What did Peter do? He lied. He was dishonest. Why did he lie? Well, he was afraid. He was at high stress. He didn't know what, what would happen if he admitted to knowing Jesus. And he had lots of excuses, but none of them right. He lied and denied the Lord. Verse 71 when he was gone out into the porch, another maid saw him and said unto them that were there, This fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. Verse 72. And again, he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. He said, I swear to you I don't know him. What did Peter do? He denied the Lord. How did he deny the Lord? He didn't tell the truth. He lied. Not only did he lie, but he used an oath. He's, he said, I swear to you, I don't know. I, and I found out 
I, when someone says, I, now I ain't lying, they probably are. <laughs> that's, what, that's what he said. I ain't lying, man. I don't know him. What did he use? Dishonesty. He bore false witness and denied Christ a second time. Well, the Bible says in verse 73, And after a while came unto him they that stood by and said to Peter, Surely thou art one of them, for thy speech bereath thee. What's that mean? That means they heard him talking. He was sitting around the fire on his hands having a conversation, and he spoke like somebody that had been with Jesus. It was a compliment. It was a compliment. Yet, in fear and cowardice, inexcusably, the Bible says Peter spoke up. He says, I'm going to try to keep myself from sounding like a Christian. Then began he to curse and to swear, saying, I know not the man. And immediately the cock crew. <laughs> you hear it? The cock crowed. Here's what the Bible says. Peter remembered the word of Jesus, which said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out and wept bitterly. When he heard that cock crow, he was reminded of what Jesus had told him. And when he remembered what God had told him, he realized what he had done. And he wept bitterly. The cock crowed. Something came that reminded him of God's word. Maybe it was, thou shalt not bear false witness. It reminded him that he should have been different than the world. It reminded him that he was set apart. It reminded him that Jesus had been so good to him. It reminded him that he wasn't supposed to be like the rest of the world, but he was. Now, I'm praying that God raises up godly leaders in Richmond and in Washington, D.C., men and women of integrity and truth. I'm praying that Revival will sweep across our land and across our country. And that there will be a revival of integrity and honesty. Where a man's word is his bond and a handshake is as good as a contract. I want that. I want it. I want it. I want it. I want it in our government. I want it at the bank. I want it in every matter of business and every matter of life. I want honesty. And integrity to rule and reign. Man, I want it all at the top. How about you? I want it bad, but I want you to know something. If Christian people, I mean, I'm talking about the faithful people who come to church, faithful people who confess that they've asked Jesus to come into their heart and be their Savior. How in the world could Peter expect Caiaphas and the chief priests, I mean the elders and the scribes, to be honest in a trial. How could Peter expect the, these 
uh, these witnesses that came and spoke a half-truth, how could he expect them to tell the truth and be honest if he, Peter, the follower of Christ, the professed follower of Christ, the Peter, the rock, the leader of the 12 disciples, if he wasn't willing to be honest? I want you to know something. Revival and a change in our culture It begins in our churches. It begins in our homes. Hey, dads, teach your children to tell the truth. Hey, moms, teach your children to speak the truth. Don't ever give them the example of dishonesty or slight. Or we'll tell a little white lie to get by with something. I have never in my life lost more respect for someone faster. And one night I was with a family. And I watched a daddy tell his boy to lie. Boom. I hated it. I love those people. Still love them. But I immediately I heard it and I thought, Oh no, please retract that. Your boy, it's his future. And you've just set a terrible example. I just want you to know one thing. Thou shalt not bear false witness. And if Christian people do not lead the way in honesty and integrity, we shouldn't expect anybody else to. And I like to just rip into those high priests and scribes. I just like to rip into them. But then I see myself and Peter. And I say, Lord, help me to be an honest man. Help me to speak the truth in love. Help me to live a life of integrity that pleases you. Lord, help me not to bear false witness. May God help us. Thank you for listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily. Keep Thy Heart Daily is a ministry of Chilhowee Baptist Church in Chilhowee, Virginia. To learn more about the ministries of Chilhowee Baptist Church, check us out at chilhoweebaptistchurch.com. If you'd like to financially support Keep Thy Heart Daily, please send your gift to Chilhowee Baptist Church, P.O. Box 838, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319.